the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome. We are back with a regular show. Fabulous. Kath, good to see you from your spare room. Thank you. How are things? Well. I see. I, I look at you every day uh, mm-hmm. in the spare room, mm-hmm. and I see things are always a little bit different. Well, I try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. You know, it's not a static situation here. We need to, like... Embrace whatever dynamics we can possibly embrace at these times. Radio is not a static platform, Mm -hmm. is it not? No, it is not. Especially with uh, uh, on Facebook. Anyway, welcome along Friday. This is a big day for us, Kath. Is it not? It is a big day because, Mm -hmm. of course, I mean, is it too early for me to tell you before we even get into the other thing? Why? There's two things. Yeah. Okay. There's two things. The first thing is your weekend's begun. Oh, yes, it is. Fabulous. It is uh, five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon and all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. It truly is. Right. And it's pirate baseball tonight. It's opening day. It is opening day. Now, look, I've been to opening days in March. And here we are in July. It's finally opening day. It's almost the end of July. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I have this love-hate relationship with pirate baseball, with with baseball in general, because the game itself is fabulous. But those who play it often, and especially those who run it, they're a complete trash can. But when baseball is back, I'm so very happy. I'll be happy to watch it tonight. Let's go, Bucks! Right? Let's go, Bucks! Yeah, it's going to be a horrible team. I guarantee you, it'll be an abysmal team this year. I think it will be. I think it will be. It's only sixty games. We can Uh suffer through that because it's baseball. Okay, let me give you another couple details about the season. Okay, sure. Not the pirate season, but the season in general. Yep. You already mentioned 60 games, yep. and the games are only going to be played against other clubs within the same geographic region, mm-hmm. East, Central, and West. Okay. So we got a whole different situation for the pirates than we've had in the past, yep, right? Sure do. No fans in attendance, at least to start the season. Stadiums will be pumping in crowd noise, which I kind of like. What do you think like about it? it? I don't mm-hmm. like it. It's weird. I was hoping to see, you know, baseball sort of meditative silence. No, like see, that. that's uncomfortable. No, that's cool. No, it's weird. You know, in the old days, back at Three River Stadium, I've been to games like that. There were, there were literally, you know, Three River Stadium held about 59,000 people at its peak. There'd be less than 1,000 people in the stands. Wow. And you could hear conversation. Like you're sitting on the first base side. You hear somebody's conversation on the third base. Oh, my gosh. That wasn't shocking. that bad. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. Well, I kind of like the crowd noise. John doesn't like it. We'll see what happens. What do you think about the virtual humanoids? Well, I, I like it only because it's sort of a nod to Chili Billy and mm-hmm. studio wrestling. Mm-hmm. So you got the weird people. I, that's okay. Cardboard I think cutouts. Whenever, I think wherever you can grab a laugh right now, you should. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think I kind of feel good about it. Yeah. Um, okay. The playoff field just yesterday was expanded from 10 to 16 teams. Whatever. They're still making changes. I mean, We're what not, the heck are you people doing? They could do 40 teams. The Pirates would still not make the playoffs. Uh, now, okay, I think they saying. could make it. 
I don't they could so. make it. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. So it's going to be the first and second place teams in each of the six divisions mm-hmm. plus four wild cards. Right. And someone who can complete a Sudoku, a Sudoku puzzle, right. right? Maybe. Something like that. Uh, the National League now has the DH. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Extra innings. If we go to that point, a runner is going to start in second base. <laughs> sure. That's good, too. Uh, rosters have been expanded from 25 players to 30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, players are kest- tested for COVID-19 multiple times per week. Nice. All right. How about yesterday's game that kicked off the uh, Major League Baseball season? Yankees? Uh, what, yeah. Juan Soto, uh, who is the uh, what right fielder for the Washington Nationals? He right is. Field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's right field. Anyway, tested positive for COVID-19, seriously, like two hours before game time. Mm-hmm. But it was a weird test, right? It was weird because it was positive, but then he took a whole, he took like three other tests and they either showed up negative or inconclusive. Uh, uh, see, that tells you everything you want to know. Mean? That tells you everything you want to know about testing right there in a nutshell, Kath. If MLB can't get it right and all know. their millions of dollars in meticulous know. care, what, you know, us mere mortals, what hope do we have? And the game got rained out in the sixth. Good. But the Yankees won. <laughs> yeah, that's Great. That works. makes me like really excited yeah. for this. Anyway, story. and from the pirate perspective, first time, first game for new pirate manager, Derek Shelton. I think about this guy, how excited he must be, even in this weird COVID time, his wife, his kids, his parents, all that, that community going, yeah, man, this guy's going to be a manager at the major league level. Mm-hmm. However you slice it, that is super cool. I know it really is. Did you hear, you know, he was all excited about the very first time of carrying the lineup and oh, turning it in. Plate. Yeah, but did you hear that that's not going to happen? Oh, walk. Oh, because, because they all have to be electronically submitted. Mm-hmm. So now you're not, there's no walk to home plate anymore. There. So it's like, I mean, it just sucks yeah. the living it joy does. out of any last thing. What happens, I'm sure that there's been a lot of conversation with management, when a manager gets upset with a call and runs onto the field and gets in the umpire's face? Not going to happen. I guess you can't do that anymore. No, there'll be like a bouncer. They'll have a, you know, someone on the field bouncing the manager away. I can't away. wait to watch it. Me too. It starts so at 8, good. I think it's 8.10 or 8.05 yes. today against yes. the Cardinals. Yes. Right, I'm totally good. excited. Um, Joe Musgrove taking the mound. Okay. What do you say? Bucks win okay. 6-4. 2-1. All right. 2-1. Low score. But very good. Anyway, baseball's back. Hey, we do have a good show for you, but before we do that, uh, we want to thank everybody who's been part of our Heart for Lebanon camp- campaign these last several days, last three days. I mean, I-, I never really considered this. You know, you hear the news stories, you see the images, but really a lot of you helped out tremendously helping refugees in these camps. And yeah. the big news was, you know, you- food, of course, medicine, wonderful, but bringing the gospel into a, a Muslim dominated camp, I mean, two million plus people in Lebanon have left the, the Syria and the civil war, but to think that Jesus is there, the gospel, there are disciples on the ground and it's because of you. That's fabulous. So triple eight, two, four, seven, five, four, nine, nine. You want to call, you want to be part of this triple eight, two, four, seven, five, four, nine, nine heart for Lebanon. Of course, always online at wordfm.com. But we have a terrific show, as you said, John, in our five o'clock hour. It'll be week in review at 530, one of our most popular segments. Also, our good friend Dale Hanson Burke back to the program. First time in a long time. Mm -hmm. She's going to talk about how you can keep relationships going with friends you have who have opposite political perspectives. That is a valuable conversation in the four o'clock hour at 425, this or that. And coming up next, Selena Zito, author of The Great Revolt. We'll talk about vote safe initiatives 
initiatives and the PA mail-in ballot. Is it ripe for corruption or not? We'll talk about it next, the Friday edition. Happy weekend of The Ride Home. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Courtney Ramirez, who we are. That's truly who we are. Your love feels like home by Johnny Diaz. And Josh Wilson with Revolutionary. God help us get revolutionary. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. When you're in college, sleep is important. But thanks to your studies and busy schedule, you might not be getting as much rest as you need. That old mattress you've had since you were a kid, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses, including twin extra long, to suit every comfort preference and to fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an OMF store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't just have a low-pressure sales approach. We have a no-pressure sales approach. At OMF, you'll never feel pressure to buy when you're not ready. You can feel free to shop around, test out our mattresses as many times as you need to, and quiz our team on anything about the mattress industry. We're here to help make your mattress buying experience better, not pressure you into a purchase you're not ready to make. Stop by an OMF store today to experience the no-pressure original mattress factory difference for yourself. This is the Entertainment Answer. Looking for that perfect streaming outlet for your family? Well, the easy answer is there's not one. Hulu, Netflix, Prime, Disney+, Plus, all of these have lots to offer, and the key is finding what best fits your family's needs. Disney has Marvel, Star Wars, and all those great animated classics, while Netflix has some of the best original content out there. You can't beat Hulu for variety from the world of television and films. With a little digging, you can find the one that is right for you and your family. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Well, like all things political, there is great controversy about mail-in ballots, absentee voting. Selena Zito is with us. Selena has been a regular guest on our show. She's the author of the most excellent, The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. But she's written a piece called, With Vote Safe Initiative, Both Parties Push PA Mail in Ballots from Real Clear Politics. That's an article that uh, we've uh, picked this up from. Selena, welcome to the show. Happy Friday to you. 
Oh, happy Friday to you, and thanks so much for having me on. Always sure. A now, Selena, things are about to get really crazy in Pennsylvania, right? I think there's only 119 <laughs> days or something until 102. the election. 102 days until yeah. the election. It's even mm-hmm. worse. It's going to get nutty. Now, we know about all of the focus, all the money, all the everything um, that gets spent in a, in a swing state like Pennsylvania. And the interesting thing about the primary that we just had is the very first time that first of all, absentee ballots were allowed, but second of all, that there were more people that voted absentee-wise than showed up at the polls. Yeah, well, um, this was the first time. Traditionally, we only had absentee balloting, and it was literally, it was like having to get a doctor excuse to be able to vote um, by absentee. That, That changed last year with the new law, and now we have no excuse mail in balloting. So, be, uh, but still, some people still use the old absentee balloting. So, between the combination of absentee balloting and mail-in balloting, it, it did um, exceed the amount of people that that showed up in person. And you know, these are extraordinary um, uh, times, not just because of the pandemic, not because like. Seventy percent of the precincts were closed, and you know a ton of the people that typically work the polls did not work the polls, which is why a lot of the precincts were closed and consolidated. Plus, we've had a lot of societal unrest from protest to riot, so there was a large sort of a swirl, uh, like a tornado of things going on around us as we um, as we did the mail-in balloting. The mail-in balloting in terms of getting your ballot, uh, getting the right political party, we are a closed primary state. So if you are a Democrat, you have to have a Democrat ballot. If you're a Republican, you have to have a Republican ballot. If you're an independent, well, good luck, because <laughs> there's uh, right. not much to choose from. Right. But there were some instances of people getting the wrong ballot, uh, but for the most part, getting the ballots to the people and the people getting the ballots into and mailed into the uh, uh, into their county election offices was pretty successful. Considering that we never did this in the state before, we should that part we should pat ourselves on the back for. Uh, not only have county executive um, uh, workers did a do did a good job, but voters did a good job. And if you wanted to show up in person, you could show up in person. The problem happened was when the on election day. Uh, now here in Allegheny County, they I, I I covered this extensively. They did an incredibly good job, a very efficient job. The county invested um, out of their budget into um, high speed uh, counting machines. And they were pretty much, they and Northampton out in the east were the only two counties that were had their results done in less than 24 hours. Nice. Mm. So then how does this work, Selena? Uh, talk about the distinction between absentee ballots, the new mail-in ballots, and the counting ahead of time. I mean, do they do, the, do these ballots, once they're brought in, whether it's absentee or mail-in, do they sit in a room in a secure location, hopefully, and then on election yeah. day they're opened up and then, and then they're tab- tabulated? Yes. Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to our can- the county of Allegheny 
They did a very good job. It was uh, it was a secure location. It was always monitored. Uh, they gave minute by men, minute at times um, uh, uh, updates on what was happening with every ballot. Uh, so it was a, it was a very um, secure. Uh, you could have confidence in in what we okay, did good. here in Allegheny County, uh, but you know. Here's here's the challenge, and this is what the uh, of the county executives or commissioners each each county is different. Each of our 67 counties have different forms of government, uh, but they are working with the state legislatures to get a law passed so that they can possibly start counting them like the weekend before. Mm, so this okay. so election day is November third on Tuesday, so start counting it um, three uh, you know, four days ahead of time, which would help uh, in theory having election results, hopefully, um, on election night. But that that is not something that's happened yet. Uh, although I suspect it is something that's going to pass if if I had to if I had to take an educated guess. Selena Zito is with us, author of The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. So, Selena, thank you for correcting me. I said absentee earlier, and I meant mail-in. Um, and so people, people, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So people are advocating mail-in for obvious reasons. The president, though, has come out multiple times in public and said he doesn't trust mail-in ballots. So is there any, um, has there been any data that's been gained from the general public on whether people, the average person, person trust the mail-in ballot? Uh, it, there has been, unfortunately, I don't have that, that, that statistic at the top of my head. I yeah. will tell you this. Um, voter fraud does happen. It does. We're humans, right? People do things. But the, the, based on the number of people that have been convicted, uh, that number is pretty minuscule. Uh, in my okay. story, you can see that the Heritage Foundation, um, a conservative think tank, has done a pretty comprehensive job of tracking um, instances of mail fraud. And the number is under 2,000 in the country, not in our state, in the country. Now, here in Philadelphia, uh, in our state, there were 40 instances of double voting uh, in which people have mailed in a ballot and oh, okay. voted in person as well. Uh, that that doesn't necessarily mean voter fraud, uh, but uh, you know those are the kinds of things that that they will. Which is why checking each um, ballot um, was you know uh, an arduous process. But there is a code on your ballot that matches up with your name. And if you voted twice, it's going to be found out. Mm-hmm. So okay. you're attached to this code. Um, and so if you voted twice, it's going to be, ca- it's going to be caught. Okay. Now, and, so- and I will tell you this, despite the president not being a particular fan of mail-in balloting, um, Republican, um, uh, whether it is the Republican State Party or individual races around here, they have comprehensive, along with Democrats, 
comprehensive mail-in ballot programming where they, um, you know, work with, they, they talk to their, their voters, the voters that they've identified and, you know, you know, um, and, and encourage them to do it. And so, and so do the Democrats. So I think that the Republican uh, candidates will be as robust as Democrat candidates are in encouraging their voters to use the mail-in ballot um, and use it properly. Good. Okay, so I've signed up. I mean, uh, here in the state of Pennsylvania, there was a gigantic marketing campaign to sign up. And, you know, come election day, hopefully my ballot's long since gone. So what about that, Selena? Do you know about the the nuts and bolts? of If people haven't signed up yet, is there still an opportunity to cast your ballot by mail? Oh, yeah. In fact, it just opened on Monday uh, for November. It just, the the state really... um, um, made the website live. You can go onto the website. You can request a ballot. If you're not on the internet, you can call into your local elections office and request a ballot. It'll be sent to you and you can send it in. Mm -hmm. Selena, before you leave us, I want to ask about where we see ourselves here in Pennsylvania and the other swing states between Trump and Biden. Looks like it's a bit of an uphill climb for the president at this point. Looks like he's behind in Florida. He's behind in Michigan, uh, behind in Ohio and Pennsylvania. But I've learned from you that a lot of the people that you've talked to over the last four years just aren't going to either talk to a pollster at all or aren't going to tell them the truth about who they really will vote for. Yeah. So in, in the book, The Great Revolt, um, and if anybody wants to check out what I'm writing, just go to selenazito.com. Um, but in, in, in the book I co-wrote with Brad Todd, we did a poll of Trump-specific voters, uh, self-identified Trump voters, 34 in, in Wisconsin, in, uh, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, Iowa. And we asked them, oh, in North Carolina, Florida, uh, did you tell a friend or a family member or a pollster that you were voting for Trump? 34% of them since 2016, which is essentially a Disney movie compared to today, said that they did not tell a family member, um, a friend, or um, a pollster. With the, this, this sort of culture of doxing people or canceling them because of their political beliefs has intensified a hundredfold since that time. People are afraid about afraid for their jobs. They're afraid for their families. They're afraid of their positions in the community, in the church. If they own a business, they're afraid that people won't uh, go to their business anymore because of their political beliefs. By the way, it just stuns me that this is America. This is like what our ancestors left um, England and all European countries for for several hundred years. Uh, this is now. Um, uh, who we are, that, that, is, that is absolutely stunning. It is stunning. It's shocking that we've come here so quickly. And like you said, 2016 does seem like a Disney movie. I wonder what 2024 will look like. I mean, as we move forward in this new wake, new woke area that we all live in. Selena, thanks an awful lot. Well, Always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. Selena Zito, she's a columnist at the Washington Washington Examiner. Her new work is called The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. You can find Selena, as she said, all of her articles, selenazito.com. What do you say? Take a break. Come back. This or that, my friend. This or that. It's our Friday weekly feature where both Kath and I have compiled 10 things. 10 things where we say, Kath. This one or that one doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. It might be a bit of a litmus test into who we are as people. Oh, it but might be. Might be. 
might be. So stick around for that. It's always kind of fun. Uh, at least we think so. Kind of weird, actually. This or that. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring, but one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-793-8548. That's 1-800-793-8548. The Dayton Fair and Harvest Community Church presents Grammy Award-nominated Christian rock artist Building 429. 6 p.m. Friday, July 24th at the Dayton Fairgrounds, Dayton, PA. In conjunction with the Harvest Community Church Jamboree with plenty of space for safe social distancing. Advance tickets just $5 at harvestpa.org. Building 429, July 24th. Presented by Harvest Community Church at harvestpa.org. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's no surprise that healthy living begins with what we eat. At Fresh Time Farmer's Market, we bring you the freshest Midwest-grown produce, like real Michigan blueberries, two pints for $3. You can trust Fresh Time to bring you real food at real affordable prices. WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this state. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Mainly clear, tonight's low 65, partly sunny Saturday, high 86. Tomorrow night, mainly clear, low 66. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 89. Humid Monday with clouds and sun with a passing afternoon shower, high 88. Tuesday, cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm in spots with a high 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
Time now for our weekly This or That. Both Kath and I have compiled 10, 10 subjects, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10. And it's basically, doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. It's either this thing or that thing. Some of it's personal, some of it's topical, some of it's newsworthy. Most of it, I guarantee you, is just plain ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This or that, the July 24th edition here on the ride home. Kath, you or me first. Okay, there you go. I would You're like up. to go. All right, thank you. Okay, we rejoice because tonight is the beginning yes. of Pirate Baseball. Boom. It is opening night for those of us who love the Buckos, despite the fact that they are probably a terrible team. But that's okay. Because we look on the bright side, because on opening day, everything is optimism. We're in first place. Boxer everything. in first place. Yes. What Give a me. thrill. Anyway, so I have these uh, questions for you, John, okay. related to the opening of Pirate Baseball. Very nice. Thank you. I'd like to begin with this. All right. The snarling pirate with the eye patch, which looks a little bit like Johnny Depp-ish, and the red bandana, or the friendly smiling pirate with the hat. Yeah. Who looks kind of like Robert Mitchum. I don't particularly like either of those, to be Mm. honest. I really don't. They're both disappointing. I mean, that's your best pirate thing. I've got a hat that's a throwback pirate thing to like 1960. That's the pirate. Is he like the little fat squat one? Yeah. And it's got, hold on. Can I I get up here for one second? Can you, hold on. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Look, John's now standing. For those of you listening on terrestrial radio, John has left his seat in his spare room. And he's walking oh, around. He's looking oh, to. Smoke. Oh, he's putting there a hat go. on. He's putting. A, oh, right. Okay. John is now showing us an image there of a go. pirate. Yeah, that's the guy I was thinking of. He's a little I, squat. He looks like. Um, I like it. Yeah. Who's he look like? I don't know. I just. He looks like an old-fashioned pirate. I just kind of like it. You know. Okay. That's so not Robert Mitchum or Johnny. No, Depp. no, no. And uh, this or that. Uh, I'm doing Johnny Depp over Robert Mitchum. Okay. Although Robert Mitchum or, or Johnny, no, the Robert Mitchum thing was kind of like the seventies thing. I kind of so like that one. That was the World Series one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I think that I went up through nineteen eighty two or something. Oh, did like it? That. Okay. All right. Okay. Next, John Forbes Field or Three River Stadium? Please, Louise. Uh, I got to go Three River Stadium. I, mean, what? I loved I loved Forbes Field as a kid. I did, but I mean, I have so many incredible memories wow. from Three River Stadium. I love Three wow. River Stadium because it was so weird. I saw the '71 and '79 World Series there. Yeah, I, the, I, okay, I, I love it. It's I not do. for me to argue, is it? No, no. It's My next question then is a follow-up: mm-hmm. Three River Stadium or PNC Park? Oh, PNC Park, hands down, no comparison. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Too bad All the right. team stinks because it's a great place to see a game. Okay, let's get into some particulars. All right. Uh, at the position of catcher. Tony Pena or Manny Sanguian? Boy, that's rough. I love them both. Uh, I'm going back old school. It's got to be Manny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, staying at that position, mm-hmm. Russell Martin or Francisco Cervelli? Oh, man. Well, Russell was here for just a short amount of time, even though he was so fabulous. So I'm going with Cervelli. Okay. Uh, center field, Andy Van Slyke or Andrew McCutcheon? Kutch. Always Kutch. Times oh. 10. Shortstop, Jay Bell or Dick Grote? Oh, Dick Grote. No comparison. Pitcher. Yeah. Kent Colby or Mark Melanson? <laughs> Kent Colby, the rubber band man. You got to okay. go with Kent Colby. You got to yeah. love Mark, too. Uh, yeah, fine. A.J. Burnett or John Candelaria? Oh, <laughs> they're both kind of train wrecks. Mm-hmm. The candy man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, left field, Ralph Kiner or Brian Giles? Mm, Ralph Kiner, old school. 
left field also, and I'm, I'm putting Willie in that. Willie okay. Stargell, Barry Bonds. Oh, please. Willie Stargell <laughs> times 10 to the third power. And we finish out in right yes. field, nice. Dave Parker, mm. the Cobra, or Roberto Clemente. I, I love Dave Parker. I love, but Roberto Clemente has ascended. He, I just love him forever and, and ever and ever and ever and ever. If I ever got a tattoo, it'd be a tattoo of Roberto, but I'm not oh. going to do it. That's it. Happy opening day. Very nice this mm-hmm. or that. Okay, I'll make mine super fast here. Okay. Uh, you may have heard the news. Uh, Taylor Swift Taylor Swift uh, dropped a new album. I did hear that. Admit okay, it. this or that for uh, this edition. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift or Grimes? Yep. <laughs> Taylor Swift. All right. <laughs> Netflix or AT&T Sports Network? Oh. Well, overall, I still have to say Netflix. Okay, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Todd... Or Jack? Um, Jack. All right. Sushi, hot dog. Sushi. All right. Stealing home plate yeah. or a home run? Oh, no, stealing home plate. Okay. That's awesome. It is. Graduation, third time's a charm <laughs> or Harry Carey? <laughs> I'll take graduation, but Harry Carey is something I can consider. Okay. Opening day bucks, opening day pens. Opening day bucks because it's right. summer and that's when you're supposed to play baseball. Nice. The park house, bistro to go. Bistro to go, friends. Mm-hmm. Kaufman's clock, target clock. Kaufman's target clock. Pierogi races, the Zamboni. Oh, pierogi races. Selling two beloved houses, falling down the basement steps. Exactly. I'll take falling down the basement steps. Very for nice. That is the July 24th edition of This or That. Yay. Doesn't mean much. We're just doing it because we love it. It's fun. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Heaven is a magnificent place created by the creator of all creation. The creator of creativity has saved his best work until the last and he is creating for us a place that is so phenomenal that I'm just so overwhelmed we don't talk about it more. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series Revealing the Mysteries of Heaven next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. 
for roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company, and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. I consider not only my team members, but my patients, my family, and I miss them for quite a few months. Stock Family Dentistry would like to say... Welcome back. One of the biggest blessings I have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office. And I'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way. We're finally back up to full speed. It's nice to be back with family. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Poet, essayist, translator Misha Willett joins us. Misha is the author of two books of poetry, The Elegy, Beta, and Phases. He teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. Um, it's Friday. I mean, why would you not want to have a poet with you on a Friday afternoon? Misha, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, John. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Misha. Good to have you back. Now, you're talking about or you've written about a subject that gets a lot of play in our house. So I was an English major. And I have an absolute passion for especially English literature. My daughter is a history major and also has a minor in English. And so we often talk about how many worthless things we've read, (laughs) right? (laughs) Except, except that we, all those worthless things are in our libraries and they are deeply loved. And so worthless, I'm putting in air quotes because I don't think they're worthless, but I wonder if they've really gotten us to the point where, or gotten me to the point that maybe my English degree should have gotten me. My daughter is still getting her, so it's kind of yet to be determined. But um, let's talk about John Mulaney, who's a stand-up comedian. For our listeners who aren't familiar with John, um, he is a hilarious man. Yeah, and his, his visual affect is, uh, you know, jacket, tie, uh, super conservative looking, very funny ripping on himself in particular one of the things he rips on most misha is the fact that he went to i think it was georgetown or was it yeah it was georgetown right and got an english degree yeah and he doesn't seem to appreciate it and i found that sort of ironic because one of the wonderful things about john Mulaney is his storytelling ability oh my uh, he's, gosh. he's terrific Amazing. timing it's, he's been very, very successful, too, like in the, in the monetary sense. He's not only good at this, but he's turned that into, into an admirable living. Um, but he uses that living to say, why did I bother with an English degree, which I just think is ironic, given the success right. he's had in storytelling. Right. Yes. And it, it is ironic. If you spend even five minutes watching him, you can tell he's just mastered or continues to master language um, for his purposes, and he's making an absolute ton of money. So what is it? Is it that, and, and look at me, I mean, I've made my career speaking and writing, and so I probably right. have maxed out my English language uh, and, and English writing minor, uh, major and minor. But what does the, I mean, I look back and I still say, well, you know, why did I have to read Don Quixote three times? <laughs> Part of it, I think, is this idea that college degrees are primarily utilitarian, 
that they're supposed to get us somewhere, like the term you use to, to max it out, like it's a credit card or, or it's mileage and you're going to get something out of it. And that seems like not the only way of thinking about what happens in education, which is partly relationships right, that form, um, partly it's mentoring, you learn how to be a certain kind of person in the world. Um, but when people think about it as an exchange value, like here's something I'm buying and what I need mainly is credentials or higher salary out of it, I think we're thinking about what the humanities generally, um, but, but I think education even more broadly actually does. Yes. So uh, in our generation now, of course, the push-in is on for every pre-born from the womb forward to learn coding. Now, <laughs> right. right? Everyone should code. But the fact of the matter is, if everyone's coding, who's providing the content that is the structure for the coding? What goes along with that? That's exactly right. You know, this, this may be a, a contentious subject because um, the record came out today, but Taylor Swift came out with a new album. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, yeah um, we already talked about it. Sure. I, I think it's, it's beautiful and lush, and the, the musicality and the instrumentation and the whole aesthetic of it is just ideal. But to be honest, I find it a little bit, a little bit vapid, a little bit empty. Um, just lyrically speaking. And I think, why did that happen? That keeps on happening. So whether it's video games that people have coded or movies that a hundred people worked on and spent all their time and talent on, but there's nothing to it. Do you know what I mean? There's no depth. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the sort of thing that I think humanities degrees, whether it's history or art history or, or English degrees, can convey so that we don't have these huge expenditures of talent and, and money on something that's just sort of hollow and flimsy and, yeah, that's an excellent point. Okay, so then what does that mean? Because if you are not steeped in, I mean, in your article, Teach Me to Curse, you talk about Caliban in The Tempest. And, you know, the, the story is, of course, in that Caliban is this monster, this sort of, this thing from the sludge. And he <laughs> has been brought forward by Prospero, and Prospero teaches him. And But now Caliban rails against that because the language does him no good because he is so ugly and so discordant from society. But now, I mean, you would be, whether it's John Mulaney or as you start, you know, your favorite uh, band, there has to be some underpinnings of beauty and depth and knowledge and wisdom within songs or literature. Otherwise, it is all vapid. And you can clearly see, and if you have some sort of experience in that, what is vapid and what is not. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, of course, the ironic thing about Caliban saying that is he's weirdly one of the most relatable characters, right? Yeah. In our in our utter depravity, in our in our darkest moments, like it's hard to uh, to respond to Ariel. What is what is she? What is it? Right. But everybody right. knows what it's like to have been working too hard or to stack logs on one side of the yard just to feel like you have to stack them on the other side again. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Misha Willett is with us, author of The Elegy Beta and Phases. His poems, essays, translations, and academic articles appear widely, and he teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. Of course, Misha, the elephant in the room is that we probably wouldn't have this many conversations about whether our English degrees were worth it or not if they maybe cost $20,000 as opposed to $200,000. That's right. That's right. We have a consumerist mentality for a reason, because for most families, this is the biggest consumer expense in their entire lives. Right. Um, that's right. And so we're used to thinking of, of, of them that way. Like I should get something for all that. Right. Right. So, and if you're, a, and Misha, I don't know. Do you have children? I do have two of them. Okay. And how old are they? 
Uh, Luca is seven and Sebastian is two. Oh, okay. So I've got well, a little let, while before. Let me I tell you, it. when they are like 16 and 12, all of a sudden you're going to be thinking, now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, hold on. Now, I don't know if I want them to major in art history or I want them to major into something that's going to make sure they get a job. Oh, I'm already, I'm already uh, preparing both of them for their inevitable humanities degrees. <laughs> right. So and there'll be also a point where they say to you, Dad, what do you do for a living? You're a poet. How does what? that even work? Right, right. Well, thankfully, we live within walking distance of Seattle Pacific University's campus, so they come to work with me at least every two weeks, which I think is a real gift. Um, I never went to, on a college campus before I started attending um, wow. even myself. But they're growing up meeting professors and talking with students who dote over them when they visit my classes and things like that. So this will be part of their imagination and their expectations of what adults do when they, when they get to that point anyway. Okay, so then we're all agreeing there is value in the humanities, yes, in sure. English degrees, history degrees. Yes. You've used it. I've used it. Kathy's used yep. it. It's a very good thing. However, society turns a blind eye and still minimizes it. And even those who have bought it and use it minimize it as well. That's the ironic thing. But I was thinking the other day after I wrote that article um, that you can read up on my website, um, that part of the reason might be that the sorts of people who complain about these, like John Mulaney or like this um, articulate band member or the piece in the New York Times magazine, is that they're more dissatisfied with their degree than other people. I know plenty of lawyers who are dissatisfied with their degrees, even though they have houses and everything like that. They didn't appreciate their education. But the people who do English degrees just might say it more. Right, because mm. they say things, because we write things. When, yes, they're when verbal. We have, <laughs> we're, everyone reads listen, them, right? We're an, emo- we're an emotive group. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, Misha, we've had you with us in the past, and here, of course, we're always against the, uh, the clock. We invite you on as a thinker and as a writer. So uh, we know that you've got uh, poetry in you, and you've just uh, released a newer book of poetry. Do you want to share some poetry with us? Yeah, actually, this will take us from the, the topic that we were just on. Um, I have one, last time I read from the LNG Beta, this one is from Phases, and it's about this, the first time I held one of my friend's kids. Um, they had an infant, and they just put it in my arms, and at the time, I didn't have children, and I didn't know if I was doing it right, mm-hmm. like, or why I should necessarily hold the small thing, um, and I was, I was reading poetry to the infant, because that's what I do. Uh, and then I was wondering, why am I doing this? He's not going to remember. Right? So this, this poem is about the utility of beautiful gestures. Okay. It's called Senza Titolo, which is Italian for untitled. Taking slow the pronunciations so that he'd know when a bow was low instead of a quick curtsy. I read the book of poetry for young readers to the infant piled between my elbows, limp and indifferent differentiating the characters' voices from him who could tell apart so little still and still so much, and whom I wouldn't see, probably, grown up, wouldn't know whether he'd appreciated the round and open beauty of a word like owl, or why I thought it so important that he should, as though that sort of beautiful had ever done any good. <laughs> oh, God, That's fabulous. So, in a, in a nutshell, the bow is low as opposed to a quick curtsy, right? Um, it's, that's the stage for life. Right, right, exactly. And there's, there's a difference that elegance makes, whether it's elegance of bearing or elegance of language, right? And, and we can see that in people, especially as they mature and learn to work their sensoriums and their bodies. 
Misha, before you leave us, I want to ask you about music. Um, you started off your article that is available, by the way, at MishaWillett.com. That's M-I-S-C-H-A-W-I-L-L-E-T-T.com. Um, you started talking about a band that you love. Um, you probably like me, you're drawn to bands or songwriters who just can put words together in a way that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's poetry put to music. So who do you like? Who do you recommend? Who are your passions? Oh. You know what I've been thinking about recently is um, I, I listen to a lot of contemporary Christian music, um, yeah, especially from the 80s, 90s, and early aughts. But um, part of it is just this kind of rebellious strain that I have that everyone makes fun of it and dismisses it and says, oh, it's not as good. And so I'm drawn to it. I, I'm drawn yeah. to it from the margins. Um, but, but recently I've been thinking, you know, I think we have the phrase backwards, like, why should the devil have all the good music? I don't, I don't think that's the case. I'm reading a book about the history of hymnody, for example, and I can't believe mm. the artistry of some of these hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, so this article starts out with a reference to the band Luxury, which is a, a punk band that has three Orthodox priests in it. What? <laughs> um, which has got to be the strangest band makeup I've ever heard of in my life. I love it. I love it. So weird. Yeah. And then a bunch of bands from Seattle, like Poor Old Lou. I like Damien Gerardo. Um, these, these kind of obscure um writers, but who still take seriously matters of faith, because that means for me anyways, that they take history seriously, right? I might have a song lyric that doesn't deal with a breakup or something like that, but that's thinking about Hebrew poetry of the first millennium BC and treating it like it's real, like it's important still, you know, and that kind of depth, it takes me places. So I wonder if there's a difference between the writing style of Taylor Swift and, you know, a band like Luxury. Uh, she's writing for a different crowd and a certainly different, a different aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Like, think of where those, those people's minds are in Luxury, what they spend their whole days chanting and thinking yeah. about. And then think of what her life must be like on the day-to-day and what things occupy her imagination. It's not that she's not as bright. She just thinks about different things. Right. Mm-hmm. right. That's fabulous. All right. Well, Misha, always a pleasure. Thanks again for being with us. Thanks so much, guys. Our pleasure. Uh, Misha Willett, uh, the author of The Elegy, Beta, and Phases. He is a poet, uh, an essayist, a translator out of uh, Seattle Pacific University. Take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about life expectancy. Is 100 the new life expectancy in the 21st century? Stay tuned for that. Once upon a time, there was a man who did everything the hard way. Drive? I'll just walk. What's a little rain? And he did the same thing at his job in human resources. Who needs computers when I've got everything on paper? Let's see. Where did I put those spreadsheets? Then one night, the elves came to his office and installed Bamboo HR software. The next morning, he couldn't believe what he saw. Everything's so easy. Bamboo HR simplified hiring, onboarding, compensation, performance management, and more. Bamboo HR saved so much time and effort that he never wanted to do things the hard way again. I'm taking the car, and I'm loving HR. See how Bamboo HR works like magic to help HR teams live happily ever after. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR to claim your free demo. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. BambooHR.com slash HR. Hi, this is John Hall telling you how much I love my pillow and how it's really changed my sleep. 
check out the new mattress topper. It's truly amazing. I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It is made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Save 30%. Use promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 when you do. Mike will give you two standard MyPillows for free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling 800-391-0954. Seriously, get the best night's sleep of your life. It's all about MyPillow, 800-391-0954. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like that much-needed 125-inch flat-screen TV. It's hurting my eyes a lot. For your 100-square-foot bedroom. My neck isn't so much stiff as it's completely stuck. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Uh-oh, I'm seeing color splotches. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Hi. I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Well, is the first person who will live to be 150 years old alive today? That is the subject of a $1 billion bet between two leading scientists in the field of aging. Um, Friends since the early 1980s, these two made the bet in 2000 after a newspaper article quoted Professor uh, William Ostad as saying that he... Uh, will be living to 150 soon. That will be the new gap within our reach. Each has put $300 into an investment account that the two men hope will be worth more than a billion dollars in 2150 when the bet comes due. Wow. They're saying they may be optimistic. It's going to be our descendants who will get to collect the money. But they're saying because of nutrition, genetics, all these things now that, you know, we are swallowing vitamins and whatnot, that living to 100 soon will be just sort of normal. Life expectancy for women today is about 84 years of age. Okay. For men, it's about 76. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I mean, I remember my grandmother saying when she was old, I've lived too long. Mm-hmm. And that was a sad thing to hear. Yeah. Because she, because my grandpa was in a nursing home, all of her sisters had passed away, two of her children had died. She just felt like, you know, I don't really need to keep going on with this. I believe in Jesus. Yeah. I know where I'm going. So let's get on with it. I've heard that before. Like people are like a stranger in a strange land. All mm-hmm. their friends are gone. I don't, this world is unrecognizable to me. Yeah. So that would be, that's a heartbreak, isn't it? It is. Right? It was sad for me to hear that. It was when I was in high yeah. school, she said that. 
I saw an article the other day where they were showing like people like, you know, from decades ago, like somebody 49 years today, as opposed to someone 49 years oh, you know, yes. back in the 1940s, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, how old people used to look. Yes, you know, that they is were, so true. They had a side-by-side picture of Alfred Hitchcock and Brad Pitt at the same age. I mean, it was like, what? There's no way that could even be true. Listen, as far as that goes, we are way ahead of the game. Like, yeah, you know what? True. People, just get yourself some better clothes and a good haircut. Wait, well, not today. I'm not looking. At you. <laughs> well, I mean, not today, John. I mean, not, of course, no, another time. I, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 150. I, I don't think so, unless everyone around you is 152. It just seems kind of weird. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh. With an SRN News newscast, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Bold, dramatic, historic. That's how President Trump describes his executive action to reduce the cost of prescription medications. The president said today he's been forced to take drastic action with Congress unable to address skyrocketing prices affecting many U.S. seniors. The Washington Post has settled a lawsuit brought by the parents of a teenager who alleged that news coverage of the teen's encounter with a Native American activist on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial last year was defamatory. The Post admitted no wrongdoing in settling with the family of Nicholas Sandman, the Covington, Kentucky high school student who was involved in the episode during a school trip to Washington, D.C. in January of 2019. Sales of new homes rose a sharp 13.8% in June, the second straight increase. On Wall Street, the Dow was down 182 points, and NASDAQ off by 98. This is SRN News. Facing a layoff near retirement, you may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you. For your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Neither the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ. And our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. 
Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. XL Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an XL caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950, Excel Home Care, a help-at-home company. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Mainly clear, tonight's low 65, partly sunny Saturday, high 86. Tomorrow night, mainly clear, low 66. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 89. Humid Monday with clouds and sun with a passing afternoon shower, high 88. Tuesday, cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm in spots with a high 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. That was a very interesting 4 o'clock hour. It sure was. It was a terrific hour. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, hey, before we uh, go any further, I want to thank everybody. For the last three days of our show, we've been uh, focused on Heart for Lebanon, looking at Syrian refugees. And so thanks to everybody who's part of this. If you've been thinking about this, praying about it, and uh, you want to jump on board, 888-247-5499, 888-247-5499. Of course, always online. You can check out the Heart for Lebanon banners at wordfm.com. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're celebrating the fact that Pirate Baseball starts tonight. Hooray. First pitch at like 8.15 or something like that. Totally psyched about that. Yep. Um, but the sad news is, John, that research is telling us that 62% of Americans have views they're afraid to share. Yeah. I don't think that's any surprise. I mean, if you've been with family, you know, even in these COVID times, gotten together for some family gatherings, I think people are kind of walking on eggshells. So uh, the Cato Institute, which is a conservative think tank, says that this, that nearly uh, two thirds, 62% of Americans say the political climate these days prevents them from saying things they believe because others might find them offensive. A share of Americans whose self-censor has risen nine points since since 2017 when 56% of Americans agreed with this statement. These fears uh, cross partisan lines. Majorities of Democrats, 52%, independents, 59%, and Republicans, 77%, all agree that they have political opinions that they are afraid to share. Right. Here, now, this is weird. Strong liberals stand out, however, as the only political group who feel they can express themselves fully. Nearly 7 in 10% of staunch liberals feel that they can say what they believe. However, 
Centrist liberals feel differently. A slim majority, 52% of liberals feel that they have to self-censor, as do moderates by 64% and 77% of conservatives. This demonstrates, so says Cato, that political expression is an issue that divides the Democratic coalition between centrist Democrats and yeah. the left flank. What's changed? Well, most people feel the liberals feel more confident that they could express their views. However, today, slightly less, 48% feel the same. But the problem is, the deal is, I think no matter where you are, unless you're one of those uber liberals, that everyone is walking on some form of well, that's Well, that's because the very most left-leaning part of American culture has taken over social media, and they're the ones that are driving the cancel culture. Yep. So they're canceling you know, conservatives as much as they're canceling moderate Democrats. I mean, they just, this is a take all mentality. This is a, uh, this is the Mao mentality. This is the, I hate to say it. This is the Hitler mentality. This is the Pol Pot mentality. This is, you name the authoritarian ruler on whatever side, if you want to look at it right or left. Um, I look at it as a circle and all the authoritarian figures are, whether they're on the right or left, all end up in the same place. They don't want to hear dissent. Look, I mean, they don't I, want to hear an opposing viewpoint. I, I knew that the numbers were, were were high, but to think that seventy seven percent of conservatives are not speaking out about how they feel—that's an awful. Well, that's lot. how that's we ended really up surprising. with Donald Trump as president, right? Right. Okay, they, so you they, they, were gonna, they decided they were going to vote for him, and they didn't tell anybody. Right. Okay, so the president's been talking about this. You know, the silent majority. I mean. Right. Clearly, there's something to say about that. Yeah. Okay. But here's the other thing. I want to bring in an article um, that David French wrote maybe the week before last when he cited some statistics that maybe had come out in 2019 or the end of 2018, where it talked about the fact that people who are in a particular party assume that people of the other party dislike them or they look down on their views. And so, therefore, they don't speak up because they already know that the person who has an opposing viewpoint already hates them, okay? Mm, okay, But the reality of the study showed that the other party actually, the person from the other party actually doesn't hate them. That in our minds, we tend to think the people who are on an opposing (laughs) side hate us more than they actually do. So we're like making stuff oh, up in our boy. head. Well, that's typical of us, right? That's just how you know human nature is. Yeah, oh I think it's gosh. an important thing to think about, though, because when you say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to speak up because I know that that person over there thinks a different thing and then he's going to hate me even more than he does. Well, what if you just stop that? What if you thought to yourself, OK, wait, maybe he doesn't hate me. And maybe if I did speak up, we'd actually have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's true. Okay, so I was talking to my nephew. He's 40 years old. Uh, He lives in Portland, of all places. He's a professional, does very fine. I had a conversation with him. We check in every once in a while. Our conversation was like this. Here's me. Yeah. Here's him. He was on me like, I mean, and I love this guy. I love him. I've known him since he was a baby. I could not get a word in edgewise. He was on me like that. So I just kind of gave what, up. You and mean went. with his political viewpoint? Mm, yep. Oh. His liberal, uber, gigantic. It was gigantic. Nobody wants to hear that. And I, I, to hear that. And I thought, you know, I talked to him maybe once a month or so. And I thought, there's no point in me kind of going, ah, because right. I love him. I, I just kind of went, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, here's yeah. the thing that's interesting about my personal experience that's different than the data from the Cato Institute is that I get that 
same like overbearing attitude from my friends who were conservative than my friends who were liberal. <laughs> well, maybe that says something about your relationship that they yeah. feel comfortable with you. That's it, maybe, maybe that's true, yeah. but either way, it doesn't promote healthy dialogue. No, it does not. Either. No. I mean, I just think we need to get over it. I think we need to get over this idea that I'm not allowed to say something. I mean, if there's, no, I'm, I'm talking about regular people. For those of us that are in the media or something, we're really like, I don't know, we're in like a brave new world right now because there really are thought police that are yep. involved in media in every single realm. So it's different, John, for me and you. But for the average person, I just think it's better to get over ourselves and to say, look, this is who I am. As long as you don't present yourself as being arrogant and having all the answers, you should be able to say what you think. And as long as you're willing to say, I could be wrong about this, but... but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, Kath, a friend or foe, it gets ugly very, very fast. It does, but that's that's because we have so much junk messed up inside us so that when our viewpoint comes out, it comes out with such attitude. And look at cancel culture. I mean, you know, before you post something on Facebook or Twitter, you kind of go, wait a second, in five years, this is going to come back and bite me in the butt? Listen, how much you and I have talked about Twitter so much. I hardly post anything on Twitter. And I'm sorry, my boss is listening. He's like, that's what I keep telling you. So our bosses would like us to be tweeting a lot more than we're tweeting. But I just really resist Twitter culture because it's so poisonous. It's horrible. And so I just tend to not want to engage in that because I don't want to get myself into all of that garbage. Yep. Gosh. I mean, the weird thing is, you know, it goes against generational divide, class divide, socioeconomic divide. Yep. Uh, it's a, it's an animal that's out of control and I don't see uh, making any adjustment anytime soon. And that's just where we are in 2020. All right. Speaking of, we're going to talk in our very next segment about how to love your friends who have different politics than you. Mm-hmm. Dale Hanson Burke with us next. It's the Friday edition of the ride home and Oh, your weekend's begun. Oh, yeah, very nice. 13 minutes past the 5 o'clock hour. All is right and well in this world. Man, it has been so hot lately, and wouldn't it be nice to just have yourself a big, fresh bowl of ice cream, take a drive somewhere in the country, cool off, enjoy yourself as the weekend's upon us, and if you're going to do so, we would highly recommend you stop by the Spring House in Washington, PA, because that ice cream is fabulous. Marsha, thanks for coming along today. Have you had your daily bowl of ice cream? I have not yet. I'm trying to decide what to have. Should I have a posted almond fudge ball? Should I have a peking turtle with pecans and hot fudge? Should I have a strawberry shortcake? I just made a lady one of those, and I was like, oh, yeah, this might be it today. (laughs) Or should I just have a big waffle cone of peanut butter uh, swirl ice cream? What do you think? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that sounds so good. Delicious. I remember growing up, uh, my brother was in Virginia. We would go visit, and they would call their peanut butter swirl Charlie Brown. And I don't know why that was. Never heard of it. Yeah, Charlie Brown. You know, it was a swirl with chunks of peanut butter in it. But, man, that's good good ice cream. Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay, Marsha, tell our listeners what they can expect should they drive out to the Spring House this weekend. Sure, sure. Yeah. So we have um, our hot buffet, and we're at 25%, but a lot of people are choosing to go outside and eat in the nice, cool picnic patch or on the porch or right out back. And, of course, they can eat inside, too, as long as we have some table space left. 
And um, so they can eat some food and they can go outside and play. There's some adorable baby Jersey calves out there to check out. They can go down the slide. They can climb on the tractor, but then they'll be nice and hot and ready for ice cream. And they can head in and have ice cream and walk around and check out all the homemade cookies and make sure they take home some white milk and some chocolate milk right past on their way home. (laughs) So we've got lots of good stuff for folks to um, come into the spring house. Excellent. Listen, it's the weekend. Treat yourself right on down to the Springhouse, springhousemarket.com on the web. Yeah, that's a good place to go to get yourself a bowl of ice cream. Let's take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about uh, peace and understanding. What's so funny about that? Let's talk about how to get along with people from different political persuasions next on The Ride Home. The Dayton Fair and Harvest Community Church presents Grammy Award-nominated Christian rock artist Building 429. 6 p.m. Friday, July 24th at the Dayton Fairgrounds, Dayton, PA. In conjunction with the Harvest Community Church Jamboree with plenty of space for safe social distancing. Advanced tickets just $5 at harvestpa.org. Building 429, July 24th. Presented by Harvest Community Church at harvestpa.org. 101.5 WORD. Coming up later tonight at 7, Sidewalk Profits Virtual Album Experience in 3D is coming to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on July 24th. Don't miss this unique 3D live stream concert. You'll hear the hit songs you love and get a glimpse of the band's brand new album, The Things That Got Us Here. Our pay-what-you-want ticketing makes the concert affordable for everyone. Claim a ticket for your household today by visiting wordfm.com slash Sidewalk Profits. Sidewalk Profits, July 24th, 3D live stream concert. Pay what you want tickets at wordfm.com slash sidewalk profits. We'll see you there. WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station. We're all thinking a lot about school these days. Like, will the kids ever go back? Or why can't they have enough work to last the whole day? Or if it's all online, what are the teachers really doing? Now's a perfect time to consider a Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. being a kid and uh, inviting over family, you know, company come over for dinner. And whenever we would invite over, invite over Aunt Catherine and Uncle Bernie, my mother would always say, whatever you do, all you kids, don't bring up Richard Nixon. <laughs> I, I mean, I was probably like, you know, 11 or 12. I, okay, all right. One day, somebody did bring up Richard Nixon, and holy smokes, there were fireworks ensuing in that old household. Uncle Bernie kind of went nuts. Now, so uh, when you think about that, about how you talk to your family and friends who are of different <laughs> political persuasions, I, it's a dicey. It's really dicey, isn't sure it? It's dicey. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like a minefield. It surely is. Okay. Well, it's been a while, but uh, Dale Hansen Burke is with us. Dale Hansen Burke is the author of The Skeptic's Guide. It's a series that tackles subjects like immigration, poverty, AIDS, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. She writes for magazines, newspapers, and on Twitter on those subjects and back with us today. Dale, welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's so good to be with you again. 
Yeah, Dale, it's been a long time. Now, John and I, I just uh, had a conversation about the 62% of Americans who say they are afraid, according to the Cato Institute, to express their point of view on things. Now, uh-huh. there, are so, there are so many reasons for that. I'm sure that percentage, that number is not a surprise to you. No, I mean, I think that people, um, you know, it's funny because I think they're afraid to, but I think a lot of people do. And, um, you know, and then it's, what do we do about that? I mean, how do we react? It's, it's, uh, it's a scary time. It sure is. Okay, so Dale, then how do you go to the heart of the matter? How do you get along? How do you talk to people who are, you know, Republican, Democrat, independent, conservative, moderate, all that, and still, you know, love each other? Yeah, I I think that's, I mean, that's such a key. And, I, and I'll tell you from my own experience, I, I went for a walk recently with somebody who we'd raised our kids together, but we'd, we'd never talked about politics. And we were walking and she said something like, can you believe people who think, and then she came out with something and I thought, wait, I do think that, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like, yeah. interesting. What, what do we do? You know, and, and, and I, I didn't say anything at the time and I came home and I got myself all riled up and it was like, mm-hmm. you know, now I don't respect her. And now I, I think less of her and, you know, maybe I need to speak up to her and, you know, get, went through that whole thing. And then the next morning I got up and my devotions were all about how we're called to love people and that's all, you know, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Okay. All right. And, you know, the next time we talked, she started saying something. Then she sort of looked at me and she said, I kind of get the impression that you don't feel the same way I do. And I I took a beat and I said, but I respect you and I care about you. um, So if you'd like to talk about it, I'll listen. And she just stopped and looked at me and said, do you know how rare that is? And I thought, well, thank you, Jesus, you know, for giving me those words. Yeah, good for you. That is such well, I mean, a rare moment, Dale. I mean, I I see this with people in every circle I'm in, whether it's church yeah. or whether it's, you know, neighborhood or whether it's Facebook or Twitter or whatever. It's like no it seems like no matter what the issue is. I mean, I guess we can all say this. If you can politicize a pandemic, you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. And and I do think that, you know, it comes from people's a lot of people have a desire just to be heard. And so, you know, sometimes that's all you're doing is just letting them be heard. And that's a, you know, and that's a ministry. I mean, just to give that gift of saying to somebody, you know what, I'm going to listen to you. Now, sometimes you don't, you know, they're saying things that are really bad. I mean, you know, there are times when you have to draw a line and say, you know, I care about you. I respect you, but I don't agree with you on this. And this is something that I, you know, we just have to stop talking about because I find it, really offensive. And, I, and there are times when you have to do that, I think. But, right. um, but, you know, so much of it is in the middle ground of just, you know, people kind of want to spew something out and they haven't had a lot of people to talk to. And, you know, they're just looking for something to, you know, to get out of their system. And I think as Christians, I mean, I just think that we have to keep coming back to remembering that our call is to love people, that we're not called to change their politics. Um, and that's, you know, that's a really tough thing. I have to get my head straight every morning before I ever yes. turn on the news. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. There was an article in uh, uh, this week's New York Times, one of the days, and, and it basically was, should we cancel Aristotle? 
And it was written by a philosopher who had taught Aristotle all these years and said, you know, look, I don't agree with Aristotle's take on women, with Aristotle's take on slavery. Mm -hmm. However, he's one of the great minds of all time. Um, So he, he decided to do a little sort of thought process. And he thought, well, if someone, if an alien came down from outer space and said, well, I don't believe that women have a place in society. They are less than men. Well, how can I be emotional towards the alien who, you know, is expressing this opinion based upon his his perception of how he sees society from the outside? So instead of Mm -hmm. being so emotional, he's going to be dispassionate and start to talk to the alien about why he thinks that way. What are his findings? What are the the comments? It it really was sort of an interesting thought process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I have learned a lot um, during those moments when I can say, you know what, I, I don't see it that way, but tell me why you, th- you think that. And, and if you can do that and you can remain a little bit, um, you know, distant from getting yourself worked up about it, um, and, and, you know, really, why do we get worked up? I mean, is it pride? What is it? I'm not quite sure what it is, but, you know, I'm not sure it's a godly emotion that gets me no. into that place. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I guess it's the desire to think that we're right about most things, that right. our opinions yeah. are the right opinions. Yep. And for me, at least, again, I have to pray every morning and say, God, you are God. Whoever is president of the United States, you're still God. And if, you know, it's not up to me, you don't need me to make the right person become president. I mean, you know, you're still going to be God. You know, And you might actually want somebody to get elected that I don't want to get elected because you might have a bigger purpose. And I have to kind of go through that every morning to my, you know, to myself because, you know, it's really, these days are really confusing and it's really, you can get yourself really riled up very easily. Jill Hansen-Bork is with us. Her Skeptics Guide series tackles subjects like AIDS, immigration, poverty, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. She writes for magazines, blogs, on Twitter about these subjects. We're happy to have her back on the program today. Dale, um, you and John mentioned that you think that people people are doing this and acting this way because they think they're right about everything. I also wonder if there's this element of fear that they mm-hmm. want to spout off their opinion so that they can surround themselves with people who have the same opinion so that those people can tell them that they're right. It's like there's yeah. some kind of like desire that we're going to move back into a tribal society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, and I think we have a responsibility even when we're with people who agree with us, because I think that there's, it's so easily, um, you know, snowballs into, okay, mm-hmm. we're right. And all those people, not only are they wrong, you know, they're less than us, they're, you know, dumb, they're ignorant, they're, you know, all these things that we can come up with. And, you know, we dehumanize them. I mean, and we we start to say, well, people who think that way are just, you know, bad people. And how in the world can we show love toward them when we've already decided they were just, you know, gone? I mean, they're just not people that we want to even have association with. It's, It's really a very insidious thing. It surely is. Okay, so I'll take that, Dale. Lord, your will, not my will be done. Mm -hmm. And with that, I'm free to express myself in as loving, kind way as possible. But in the end of the day, it's not really about me and me kind of going, yeah, rah, rah, my team, sis, boom, bah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, again, we have to keep coming back to, you know, God is God, and, and it's not up to us. I mean, he doesn't really need us to get the right person elected. He doesn't need us to stand up for him. Um, he doesn't need us 
to hold the line. It's like, I know a lot of people seem to be so afraid that if they don't like hold the line, you know, civilization as we know it is going to be gone. And, you know, it's just, we just have to keep coming back to what is our faith all about? What does it mean to really believe that God is in control? Right. And what does it mean that we're citizens of God's kingdom first Mm -hmm. before we're citizens of America? It's not that being a citizen of America doesn't matter. It's not like you shouldn't care about it. But if, if our care for the, for the worldly kingdom that we're a part of ever supersedes our care for God's kingdom and not just our care for it, but our submission to God's kingdom, then we've got things backwards. Exactly. And again, it keeps coming back and I keep coming back to the message that I am, I'm called to love people. Yeah. And love your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be Christ to them. How are they ever going to come to, to know the Lord if I act that way? They're certainly not going to, you know, I'm not going to change their politics, and I'm probably not going to lead them to any kind of faith if I'm fighting with them. That's good. Well, Dale, thanks. That's a good word for Friday afternoon. We appreciate your time here with us. Oh, good to talk to you guys again. Thank you as well. Dale Hansen burke you can find her uh, on Twitter, B-O-U-R-K-E. She uh, regularly posts on Twitter, and um, really interesting, uh, really fun. Mm-hmm. Let's see, take a break, come back. Uh, what yeah, is there's next a, yeah, there's a committee that recognizes history at Three Rivers Stadium, which no longer exists. So how is it that we can remember <laughs> the big stuff John loved so much that happened there? We'll talk yeah. about it next Friday edition of The Ride Home. Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. We are, of course, living in uncharted territory. Now, if you have kids who are in college or are about to be, this also is a layer of uncertainty and perhaps deep disappointment. We've got a child who is in a state university. It looks like as though they're going to be Zooming classes. But Grove City College is committed to opening schools this fall and having students to come back. We're not quite sure what that looks like, but Grove City will be open for business this year. Listen, John, I can't tell you how pleased I've been with the amount of communication that we've gotten from the school, just about how they're making decisions and where they are at this time and just recognizing the, you know, the variabilities of where we are right now in America. But I think at moments like this, when there is so much uncertainty, the thing I keep falling back on 
is the importance of hanging with people I can trust, people who've already established their reliability before this COVID emergency so that going forward, I can say, okay, I know these people and I trust that they're going to make a good decision. I agree with that. So if you're looking for a school that has a strong biblical backbone with believers who are there and an excellent educational initiative, it's Grove City College. Look online at Grove City College, gcc.edu. Grove City College opens this fall. I was a little bit surprised, but so happy to see how eager patients were to return to the office. And their loyalty and their friendship means everything to us. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Mainly clear, tonight's low 65, partly sunny Saturday, high 86. Tomorrow night, mainly clear, low 66. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 89. Humid Monday with clouds and sun with a passing afternoon shower, high 88. Tuesday, cloudy with a shower or thunderstorm in spots with a high 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Industrial designer and baseball park historian Len Martin. He watches a game at PNC Park. He brings family in from out of town, and they'll often will say, "Hey, remember Three Rivers Stadium? Where exactly was Three Rivers Stadium?" And so he used to give this vague answer, "Well, it's somewhere between PNC Park and Heinz Field." Well, now Len Martin is working on a project that will allow tourists and Pittsburghers alike to know exactly where some of Three Rivers Stadium's biggest moments took place. He's teamed up with uh, Tom Rooney, who is the nephew of the uh, founder, Art Rooney Sr., president of the Rooney Sports and Entertainment Group. And they hope to put markers, home plate, um, the pitcher's mound, second base, to make sure that people know, you know, the history, especially baseball history. Because, Kath, years ago, you and I parked uh, in a parking lot, and yep. we stood at the uh, marker where the Immaculate Reception took place, which right. is pretty cool. I mean, it's next to like a, a, a like a wooden or like a, a, a metal fence. barrier. Yeah, right, right. It's right by a fence, and you think, well, it was. I bet it was more exciting at that moment than it is right now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that iconic photograph of Roberto Clemente standing on second place. Tip second base, tipping his hat after his 3,000s hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I've seen that photograph. I love that photograph. I'd like to know where second base was, just to stand yeah. there and kind of yeah, go, yeah, yeah. that's super cool. So, I think yeah, no, I like that. I think that that's a, that's a great project. So kudos yeah. to him. Right. So it was supposed to happen, of course, but now it's been delayed because of COVID. It's in the works and soon and very soon when <laughs> all this is over and hopefully someday we go back to our regular lives. We'll see. And uh, you can stand on the pitcher's mound at Three Rivers Stadium. Isn't it funny that the Forbes Field wall that I think most Pittsburghers don't even know that that's there? Yeah, I, I think it's probably true. Uh, but the 50th anniversary of Maz's Homer, I took my son, I think he was maybe like eight, and we went to that anniversary, watched the, listened to the entire game on uh, radio, and mm-hmm. then cheered when Maz hit the home run. And it's a beautiful little piece, but every time I go by there, I kind of, you know, 
Yeah, um, they, they okay. don't. The, I mean, they. If you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know it was there. No, you wouldn't know it was there. I mean, you can drive by it. There's no. Is there a sign? There has to be a sign. Yeah, there's a sign there. Yeah. Okay, but it's not. It's small. It's not like there's a light yeah, on it at night or no, anything. Don't no. you think there should be a light on it? At Maybe night? something there. I belong to a uh, Facebook group, uh, a Forbes Field Facebook group, and it's cool. People have taken like you know an aerial view of Oakland, and they've outlined mm. where Forbes Field is. So oh, you get, cool. kind of get to see a good idea of what, where it yeah, is. Yeah, and they they replaced it with. The those unbelievably atrocious looking buildings like Posvar Hall and Hilton right. Library. Now the home plate of Forbes Field is in the lobby of one of those yes, horrific it's still buildings. There in the, but it's in, it's in Posvar Hall. Apparently it's been misplaced because it's not really in the lobby. The real uh, portion of home plate apparently is in the woman's uh, restroom. No um, way. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I yeah, think I'm glad so, they took poetic license yeah, and moved it up. Exactly. Hey, you done in there? I want to go see the home plate. All right. No, just no. All right. We need to take a break. When we come back, it is the week in review. John and I look back over the last seven days, the things that you don't even remember that happened. Believe me, they happened within mm-hmm. the last week. We'll talk about it next on the week in review. W-O-R-D. It's back to school time. Whether your kids are returning to class with face masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive, so we'd like to help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 for your kids' expenses. Then we pay an additional $2,500 to your school. There are lots of ways to enter. Find out how you and your school could be a winner. Sign up at wordfm.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323, 800-494-2323, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials, or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. 
For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. WORD celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at wordfm.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, I think we're talking about the virus, and I think we're talking about baseball. Okay. All right. That's what's happening in your house, talking about that? In our house, we've been talking about the virus slash our schools reopening, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone, are, are guys going back to college or not? And there are, you know, lives in balance. Our right. schools reopening. All right. Number two, Mike. What was a conversation that made you think? On Monday's show at 510, we talked to Dr. Thomas Kidd, who is a distinguished professor of history at Baylor University. He wrote a really provocative article on the tearing down of statues. I loved this conversation, John, because it really opened up my mind to a whole different perspective. He said, look, if there's anybody that loves history, especially American history, it's me because that's what I do for a living and that's what I write about. He said, but if someone decides or a group decides, some deliberative body decides to take down a statue, it doesn't mean that they're canceling American history. He said, it just means that they're not honoring, they've decided not to honor that person, but the history itself is not erased. He said, but contact me if they start burning books, because that's when I'm really going to care. And that's when it's going to matter. That's very, very good. Well, um, these last three days, you know, we were talking about Syrian refugees and, you know, Kath, look, we're so me, I'm so this, and I'm sitting in an air conditioned room and I'm talking to you on the radio with Mike here. I, I don't think oftentimes about the populations, the hundreds of millions of people who are, you know, just suffering worldwide. Right. I'm in this little comfort bubble. So to have that conversation with those guys who I loved, Tom and Jack, I mean, it really moved me. And the, I woke up in the middle of the night last night thinking about people suffering and here I am and what can I do to make a difference? So that conversation was key for me. Next. What did you eat? Pizza Italia, friends, oh. is open again. Hey, tell me that story. Yeah, so Pizza Italia, my favorite pizza joint in Pittsburgh on Liberty Avenue in Bloomfield, suffered a terrible fire about maybe four months ago. And uh, the good news is that they have reopened, but the bad news is they're not in their original location because okay. it's going to be a while until it's fixed. So they're on Juniper Street, which is kind of like around the back of Pizza Italia by multiple blocks. It's not like the it. downward, you know, kind of the mm-hmm. hollow end. Of Bloomfield. Uh, Bloomfield. Yeah. Anyway, but listen, we ate there on Sunday. I love Danny. Really? I love John. I love Rick. Those guys. It was so delicious. And they made me come up and look at the thermometer in their kitchen this past Sunday. 115 degrees. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. In the kitchen. No, wait. Is there a storefront back there? There's not a storefront. It's a garage. Uh, <laughs> it's a garage cool. that it's a garage that they're renting. They put all the pizza ovens in there That's and cool. they're doing their thing. 
Very nice. Pizza Italia is open. Okay, so that's what you had. I had pizza, but I had your homemade pizza, <gasps> your non-pizza, which <sighs> is a major hit in our house. So good. So we go to the store and we buy like these little pre-made nons. You know, it's this nice sort of soft bread. Mm-hmm. We do a, a base of pesto. We get some little mozzarella balls, slice those up, and then you put whatever you want to put on it. Green pepper, onion, pepperoni, you name it. I have two of them. I have two non-pizzas. Put them in the oven for 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 400 degrees. They come out. That is very, very satisfying. It is. The non-pesto pizza. It's so much cheaper and so much more nutritious than buying a frozen pizza. Oh, I agree. Yeah, so that's what we've been eating. What did you watch? Mm Mm-hmm. I am so into The Good Place. Oh. I love this show. It is streaming on Netflix. Mike told me about it maybe, I don't know, six months ago he told me about it. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Anyway, I finally got to it. Listen, this show, I'm so disappointed that it's canceled and not still going because it is so sharp. It's so funny and it's so smart. Oh, it's just, it, it asks such great questions. And the people, the characters are like side splittingly funny. I love the good place. Who are the who are the leads? Uh, the lead is uh, Kristen Bell, who yes. was the voice of Anna in Frozen. Okay, and a no name uh, other Ted Danson, of course. Oh, is Ted name. Danson, right. right? Ted Danson, but um, the one who plays her soulmate in the show, who plays Chidi, is a guy who really didn't do a whole lot of acting before he got the show. Yeah, and, good for and him, Mike. Isn't he awesome? I mean, he is. He is just so good. So I love this, the good place. Uh, I watched um, a documentary this week, August Wilson, mm. the ground on which I stand. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's on Prime. Highly recommended. August Wilson, of course, uh, we love him here in the city of Pittsburgh. Twice he won a Pulitzer Prize for his ten cycle play here, based in the city of Pittsburgh. So if you got Prime, um, check out August Wilson, the ground on which I stand. I loved it. A great insight into a guy. Great. What hacked you off? I hear one more person complaining about how Dr. Anthony Fauci can't throw a baseball today. I'm going to lose my mind. All right. Yep. I mean, I so mean, he threw a doctor. ball badly. He's 80 years old and he's like trying to save the world. Give the guy a giant break. Yeah, okay. Uh, what hacks me off? This general sort of thread of what is truth. What about your language? How about the media, the cancel culture, the season of 2020 and our great season of discontent and hatred towards each other? I just, I really, I wish we could just tone it down because I can't keep on doing this. It's going to kill us all. That hacks me off. What was the best news you heard this week? The best news I heard this week was on Monday, my oldest daughter. Anna Elizabeth, who is so lovely, smart, wonderful, and funny, she turned 22 years old. Oh, my <sighs> goodness gracious. Anna, 22. Oh, my gosh. It was a huge celebration, except it was about 105 degrees. So it was like huge, but really, really hot. <laughs> Did she get a cake yet? No, because I can't make a cake in this weather, John. I can't. Anna Emmons, truly, she is very lovely indeed. We love her so much. Mm -hmm. Best news for me, yesterday, last night, I sat down for the first time and looked at the Major League Baseball standings and the box scores. Now, if you're a fan Uh and you grew up reading the newspaper to look at the standings and then to look at the box score to decipher through some little weird formula what actually took place without watching video reruns or anything like that, 
that's back. And I love that so much. So kudos. Major League Baseball's back. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? We can't say no. No. What do you got? Okay. Um, I did something that was a little hard for me a couple days ago. And um, there's a particular political issue that John and I've talked about a lot on the air. I'm not going to go into what the issue is, but I have a, um, I have a pretty firm uh, opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend who is also a believer in Jesus, and she has a different opinion on that same issue. Okay. And I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call her. And I'm going to say, hey, if you have a minute, could we talk about this? And I did it in particular because I thought I needed to be challenged on my point of view. Good for you. Listen, it was hard to do it. It was hard to step out and do it because I knew the conversation was going to be awkward. And I knew that we already were not agreeing, right? Now, there was no personal angst between us. Like, she and I are fine. But I thought, okay, I I just need to step out and do this. I was so glad I did that. Because she gave me a whole different perspective on it. But here's the important thing. She didn't really change my mind. Okay, good. Fine. But, but she did make me a lot kinder of a person because the, the other viewpoint that I dislike so much that I was, was just theory before actually now resided inside a person that I cared about. And that made it different. So it changed the tone of the message. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right. Um, now, look, uh, Facebook, say what you will. I've got several friends, as you do, uh, Kath, who are beautiful and well-spoken people. And I saw this on my friend Mark's page this week, and he said this. Stop trying to be nicer than God. In 2020, if you preach what the Bible says about men, women, sex, and ethnicity, you will be called the following a bigot, chauvinist, racist, patriarchal Neanderthal, and you will be banished from polite society no matter how nicely you say it. So what? Own it. You'll have all eternity to bask in that lavish, approving presence of the Lord you refuse to deny before mere postmodern men. Blessed are you. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by July 31st, and you'll save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. 
While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. It's no surprise that healthy living begins with what we eat. At Fresh Time Farmer's Market, we bring you the freshest Midwest-grown produce, like real Michigan blueberries, two pints for $3. You can trust Fresh Time to bring you real food at real affordable prices. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. Although we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to, the same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care is still there. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Veterans face treacherous situations filled with peril while serving our country. Many veterans come home physically injured, suffering with PTSD, have traumatic brain injuries or other ailments. Treatment is available, but we need your help. Help Heal Veterans with the support of generous citizens like you improves veterans' lives on a daily basis across the United States. For over 45 years, Help Heal Veterans has provided over 30 million therapeutic art kits and craft projects to these critically injured veterans, at no charge to them. Doctors, therapists, and brain injury experts recommend this type of therapy. Since the beginning of World War I, over 100 years ago, art and craft therapy has proven to improve gross motor skills, improve memory, and lessen anger issues in healing veterans. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. Help a veteran. Visit HealVets.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Ride Home. We don't take your presence for granted. It's wonderful to hear from you in email or see you on social media. If you follow along with the stream on Facebook and you want to wave or say hi or give your comments, we're always happy to read them. We'll get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Um, one of the things that we look back on with such affection is how you all have helped us in so many fundraising campaigns we've done over the years. And the partner that we worked with um, just in the last three days, Heart for Lebanon, boy, we just we, we love what they're doing. That's they're working. Stuff with Syrian refugees. Um, they're five miles across the border, um, the Syria-Lebanon border, and it's mostly women and children who are in refugee camps who are in desperate situation. And just the amount of assistance that they're offering to these women and children and the amount of love and care with which it's delivered. I mean, I just, I don't know, John, I I was very excited about it. I was too. I was greatly moved by that. Like I said earlier, it's not something I considered a lot or thought about a lot or prayed about at all. 
But hearing those conversations, the clips of people in the uh, in the camps themselves and the stories, I, I just loved it so much. It broke my heart, but it also it, it just encouraged me as well to be you know an advocate for those who can't help truly help themselves. Right. So it's easy. We, you know, the the campaign as far as on air time is over, but we really would love to ask you to continue to give um, wordfm.com. There's a banner at the top of the page. You can go and click on that banner banner and be in and out of your donation in less than 60 seconds. Yep. Listen, we've talked about immigration so many times, pro-immigration, anti-immigration, how to blah, 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 blah. Listen, how about we just forget arguing in theory about immigration? How about we reach out and help somebody who doesn't even want to come to America, who's just stuck in a refugee camp and needs some help and hope? How about right. we make a difference to one person and just stop arguing about it? Amen to that. So go so, to word, yeah, go to wordfm.com. Or you want to call right now, call 888-247-5499, 5499 Hart for Lebanon. It's emergency food, emergency medical supplies, and most importantly, the gospel in a sea of millions yeah. of people. Heart for Lebanon is there in the camps, and they are daily bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ into these camps. So mm-hmm. God bless those men and women who are there in the camps. Yeah. Hey, um, way back in 1997, our first child was born. And uh, he came, our boy, August, came 10 weeks early. Wow. And when he came, he weighed two pounds, nine ounces. And um, you know what? Whether it was complete and total trust in God, which I like to believe it was, is, and still is, or complete and total ignorance about what our child was walking into at two pounds, nine ounces. My wife and I, we were not anxious about this. But when we look back at photographs of our, our boy, I mean, seriously, he was almost, uh, he's just a little larger than my hand. He's this little spindly, skinny thing. He kind of looked like E.T. I remember somebody coming in to see him and go, oh, he's so beautiful. And I thought, no, no, <laughs> thank you for your kindness. He's not beautiful, but <laughs> he's my boy. Um, he's fine. He was what they called a grower. There was never any issues you know, um, as a preemie, uh, sometimes, you know, as an adult, I'd look at him and go, well, maybe that's a preemie thing. Mm-hmm. However, during the pandemic, um, doctors are wondering, and they're asking this question, where are all the preemies? So um, the 2020 burst so far between January and April, these doctors uh, in Ireland started looking at numbers. 30,000 and all. They looked at birth weights, which is a a useful proxy, obviously, for premature births. Overall, the past two decades, babies under 3.3 pounds are classified as very low birth weights. They counted for about eight of every thousand live births in hospitals around the world, which serves as a region of uh, about 500,000 people in this uh, period, uh, this area of Ireland in the UK. So in 2020, the rate was about a quarter of that. The very tiniest infants, those under 2.2 pounds, considered extremely low birth weight, make up about three per thousand. Now, there should have been at least a few born that spring in the Ireland, in the, U- in the UK. There were none. Really? None. What, so could, doctors, what could account for that? Well, so doctors started looking at this and talking to their colleagues around the world. And they're saying, because as the world shut down, what they thought was happening, what they think has happened, is that women who were pregnant stayed home and Mm. they nested. And so instead of them working jobs or, you know, rushing around because they couldn't rush around, caring for things, running to the store, whatnot, 
they nested in place and that reduced the anxiety for a lot of pregnant women. And in doing so, it allowed women to come to full term. Really? Now, I also bet that the study mentioned something about how much more care the women received because more people were around them. Is that well, yeah, it's true. Right. Exactly. At, at, at home care, as opposed to in hospital care. Yeah. Right. Right. Everybody at home was very careful of moms, making sure that she was fed. And most of the time she was able to relax. So they're wondering, how do you, you know, once we come out of the pandemic fully, how do you look at, you know, low birth rates and preemie babies and equip and encourage the the medical community to talk to mothers about taking care of herself and making her unplug? Wow. Boy, that is a, I can't believe there were none. Yeah. None. Wow. So the numbers, you know, it, you know, Ireland, UK started it out looking at, you know, 450,000, you know, children born in that area. Mm-hmm. And then around the world, not none, but extremely low numbers of preemies around the world. Wow. So I think that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Wow. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on uh, this week's edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We hope you have a terrific weekend. Yep. And uh, listen, always, you know, we're podcasting. Right now we're up in live streaming video at Facebook. So check us out there as well. Have a great weekend. God willing, we'll see you Monday. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.